0: You are listening to a conservative review production. Trust, but verify. You're listening to the conservative conscience.
1: Not Danielle. We haven't gone transgender yet, but evidently the Republican Party has. We'll see. But anyway, this is Thursday before Memorial Day. I know you guys are all itching for a vacation. I am too. I am tired. Kind of to work backwards here, our theme today, the transgendered Republican Party, we'll start with the most recent news and, and kind of work back in this week. And again, as we usually do, zoom out um, and, and we'll bring in our co-host here, Joe Cost in a moment. Last night, instead of spending time with my my wife, um, lovely job I got here, I'm watching the House floor, the transgender freak show on the House floor. So, you know, if you would set up a matrix of ideological issues um, from right to left, the right foul line and the left foul line, and you'd have the most liberal – Issue the most extreme liberal issue you could possibly conjure up on the left goalpost, the most right wing issue on the on the right goalpost. You know, you'd say abolishing Social Security, abolishing Medicare. It's pretty pretty far right, even though it's not really constitutional anyway. But you know, that's a different story. But you know, nobody is is talking about that. We're talking about the transgendered agenda, codifying a mental illness into civil rights into laws. Eradicating the differences between men and women, uh, mandating that men have to be allowed in female private dressing rooms, bathrooms, lockers, shower ro- rooms—all in all, just eradicating gender differences. You would have to agree that that is the far left goalpost of of civilization, not 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 just politics. So you would expect that to the extent it creeps into our politics, it would just be the most extreme elements of the Democrat Party and everyone else would oppose it. But yet, every single Democrat is championing it, and even Republicans are now. Last night you had, this was an energy water appropriations bill. Okay, this took place Wednesday night. And this bill contained an amendment process. Now, as you know, conservatives can never get their amendments across, but somehow liberals uh, all, could always get their amendments in, in a, even in a Republican-controlled body. Well, they allowed an amendment to go through that basically codified an Obama executive order from two years ago that allowed the federal bureaucrats to sever ties with government contractors, you know, private businesses, picture defense contractors that don't sufficiently adhere to what has become the national established religion that the first amendment precluded of homosexual and transgender agenda. So if you have a business that let's say, doesn't indeed have men with male genitalia and female bathrooms, then they could say you're discriminating and we are not doing business with you anymore. So Democrats, Democrats, put forth an amendment to codify legislative language for that executive order, and it passed. It passed the GOP House. 43 Republicans voted for it, and many more were kind of indifferent, and leadership let it happen. And we have reached the point where we now have a Republican-controlled body passing the most extreme element of the cultural Marxist agenda. I, I want to bring in our co-host here, Joe Cost, for a moment. And, you know, Joe, between the two of us, we're pretty funky with our sports analogies. And, uh, you know, I, I want to give you a sports analogy. I want to know what you think think of it. You probably have a better analogy here. But, you know, picture two scenarios. You know, one scenario is you have a football team. You don't have enough guys. You just don't have enough players. You can't get enough men on the field. Um, but they're all committed, they' they're they're good, they're committed to throwing passes, running, catching the ball, and you just you, you just don't have enough manpower yet and you lose every game. Um, but you're getting there. The other team you could have, you have enough men on the field. But your quarterback every once in a while tosses the ball to the other team's defenders. Or sometimes you have your wide receivers running the ball into the other end zone. Or sometimes you have your running back or your fullback just turning backwards and losing yardage, just because. Which team is worse
0: in your mind, Daniel? What what I I can't even handle the analogy because all I think about is the reality of the situation in Congress right now. Which, like you said, it, it's not just that liberals are allowed to sort of push or vocalize this far left agenda; it's that the that they're able to pass it and they're passing it with help from the republicans. I mean they're we're carrying the water for them. I mean we talked a couple months ago about the the whole fight in congress of the battle cry has turned into oh if we once we win the white house then we can pass a conservative agenda. Well, now the problem is you've got a guy like Donald Trump who may or may not be willing to play ball in that sense, but even if he is What confidence do we have that these these men and women in Congress have any just any goal of passing anything conservative? I mean, what would be at the top of their list? If Donald Trump, when and, Donald and, Trump, and, if he becomes president, what are the first, you know, back contract with America? What are the first hundred days? What are their top 10 legislative items with a Republican president?
1: And, and we we put out our top 10 list, you know, just, I mean, not so much for a governing agenda, but for this year, not a single one was supported. Mike Lee tried to push one of them fighting back against the war in the suburbs. The GOP blocked it. And, you know, I, I think it's a little bit more than that, not just that they don't have a conservative agenda, but the point is, like I'm trying to say, they downright are either sit there indifferently. So in other words, picture you're on defense now and you have your guy running past you and you don't tackle him. Right. Meaning, you know, let's say you got you got your <clears throat> defensive lineman there and you have the, the running back coming through the line. And let's say the guys stand there with their arms folded. So there's no middle ground. It's not like, well, they didn't do such a good job. They're complicit. They're fighting for the other side. And, and that's the point here. A lot of people, well, Daniel, you know, are, are, you, are you, you mean these guys are really liberal? If these people are, are setting our house, our civilization on fire, and you don't do anything to stop it, and then indeed, so Obama is codifying transgenderism throughout the country. He's attacking North Carolina. We discussed it on our last couple of podcasts. And not only don't you defund it in these appropriations bills but you put in the spending bill provisions that put an exclamation mark on Obama's agenda you are batting for the other side and what I'm getting at here is we have a transgender Republican party we have a trans ideological party we have a Republican party that runs as one thing but when they get elected half the time they're scoring points for the other team the other half of the time they're like that defensive lineman that just sits there and won't tackle the guy well you may as well be scoring points for the other team this what I'm trying to get at is this: it is better to not elect bad Republicans and have a smaller party and eventually win hearts and minds. That you come with a bold contrast, moral and intellectual clarity. People see, yeah, I like what they stand for. What are people supposed to say? Oh, I like what Republicans stand. For. They they stand for the same thing as the Democrats. They just have a sour look on their face when they're. Doing it, um, you, you know, this is this is the imbalance in American politics. You know, I want to introduce another um, piece of evidence into the courtroom here. <laughs> you know, earlier this week we we wrote about we'll put it in our show notes. We got a lot of articles up at Conservative Conscience. You need to sub- subscribe to be a CR Insider. This is the only way you're going to hear the real stuff that matters, not the phony baloney um, Kim Kardashian news cycle put out by Fox News and you know even other conservative – outlets that just echo the Kardashian news networks. Um, this is the stuff that really matters. And one of the articles he put out was in Oklahoma. And I want to preface, you know, Joe, we, we had, again, you know, I thought we were going to do something different last week, kind of give a more thematic approach to making state legislatures great again. Talk about state legislative bodies. But it came up this week. It proves our point. You have 23 states, almost half the country, where Republicans control the trifecta of state government. Right, they control the governor and both houses, both, both chain, chambers of the legislature. 23 states. Yet, why is it, Joe, that only one state, North Carolina, did we have all three singing on the same tune and being able to fight back against the transgender agenda? Something Again, we're not talking about abolishing the minimum wage. We're not talking about gutting Medicaid where you're going to have a lot of dependency. We are talking about saying that since the dawn of times, men were men, women were women. You don't have men in female locker rooms, okay? So you, you would expect, okay, maybe in Maryland, Hawaii, and California, you can't get that passed. Joe, we couldn't get this passed in Oklahoma. So let me, let me start out here. You know, Again, what we were saying is that not only do we have a problem with Republicans in Congress— Picture Congress as that median ideology of all fifty states or all republic or you know, all Republican states. Oklahoma, by many measures, is the most conservative state in the country. Republicans control the state senate by a by a ratio of four to one. They control the House by a ratio of two and a half to one. Every statewide elected official is a Republican. Every federal official, meaning two senators and what is it, six or so congressmen, are yeah. Are Republican. Obama lost every single county in the state of Oklahoma last election. Okay. So you're not going to get a more conservative state than that. They could, they, they had a, a bill to push back. You know, were asking, where are the state legislatures pushing back against Obama's edict mandating that schools allow boys into girls' bathrooms? Well, conservative members of the Oklahoma Senate introduced legislation, and it was quietly blocked by the Republican governor, Mary Fallon. And she got the speaker to get his name off of it. And, you know, this is the last day of the Oklahoma session. They're running out the clock. They're not going to pass it. Joe, we cannot fight back. Getting back to my, uh, I know I'm mixing and matching sports analogies here, but the left goal line of American politics, transgenderism. We cannot fight that even in the most conservative state. We do not have a Republican Party. We have a transgender Republican Party, trans-ideological Republican Party. And guess what? <laughs> it's just emblematic of, of, of what the Republican Party is about, you know, the Democrats elevate their um, members who fight most vociferously for their left-wing causes to positions of stat, you know, stature in their party. We elevate the people who buck the platform more To now write the GOP party platform. So Mary Fallon, the governor of the most conservative state that was handed a bill to fight for, you know, fight against men being put in female bathrooms, the Obama mandate on a federal level. And also, as you know, they had the most, the best pro-life legislation possibly since Roe v. Wade. Very good initiative, you know, um... To basically say, all right, well, you're creating a fundamental right for someone to have an abortion. What if we used our plenary power, states have plenary power over regulating licenses of doctors? Okay, well, we'll revoke your license if you perform an abortion. And Joe, Oklahoma is the only state where there's no abortion clinic. Um, a, a Kansas-based abortion clinic is opening up shop next month. This bill would have stopped that. Under Mary Fallon's watch, because of her veto, something that passed with overwhelming majorities in the legislature there, the first abortion clinic will be opening up in the most conservative state in the country for the first time in 41 years, under her watch. Da-da-da-da, what happens? She, be, she gets appointed by the RNC as co-chair of the Platform Committee in Cleveland. There's your transgendered Republican Party for you. So we don't even have, forget about the Republicans in Washington. We have Republicans all over. Think about it. Joe, why don't we have 23 states where we are pushing back against the transgender agenda, against the war assault on marriage, the judicial assault, um, the refugee resettlement. You know, I didn't write about this. I don't have time. But for those of you listening, you might want to look into this more. Um, Activists in South Carolina told me. That they have a great refugee bill. Again, why not fight back on a state level? And you're finding the federal government is seeding refugees, seeding different jurisdictions with refugees without even notifying the state governments. The county governments. So they are they passed a they, they wanted to pass a law, a couple of conservatives in the state senate to go and make them register. So you you know which ones are being resettled. Guess what? It was scuttled it was it, it, it was it suddenly died in committee state like south carolina we do not we do not even have a single state where we could have a righteous fight against one what one one item from the obama agenda and in the one state that did it on the transgender issue in north carolina no reinforcements their own federally elected senators are, are siding against them this is the question joe where do we go from here um, You know, I just want to come full circle with the analogy we started off with with the football, uh, you know, football team where you have a team that's malfeasant where the players are, uh, you know, not tackling where they're purposely tossing interceptions, catching the ball, running it to the other end zone. You know, let's say I take that team and now we get a new owner of the team, a change in management, management, the owner, a new owner. And there's a heated debate over whether that owner is good. Joe, does that matter? The, 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 what I'm trying to say is, is it, the, the question of whether Trump, who is now, in my analogy, the new owner of the GOP, whether, whether you should vote for him, not vote for him, it doesn't matter when you don't have men on the field. Or when you have men on the field that are taught. And it's not like, oh, so you say, you know, Donald Trump will come and say, you're fired. You know, like he always said on Celebrity Apprentice. He fires the quarterback that's tossing interceptions. He fi- No, he's meeting with Corker. He's meeting with all these guys. He's not standing up against a transgender agenda. He's supporting it. Um, his convention drafted Mary Fallon to to be the platform co-chair. Um, and, and she and, and she is doing this precisely because she thinks it will get herself it will get her more clout to be his VP. She wants to be a VP candidate. So you know, you know what I mean. Joe, d- don't we have to look at this more systemically? That it's not a matter of who your manager, who your uh, defensive coach is, or who your owner is. It's you got players scoring points for the other team on purpose. I mean, isn't that the first thing? I mean th- that that's that's the question. I think we need to. We need to look at. I know we've spent the last couple of podcasts looking systemically, but this is what we do at Conservative Review. In addition to focusing on some of the rapid-fire news stories of our time, we look back in the long term. What can we do? This is what Mark Levin has been doing at LevinTV.com. You gotta watch his TV shows. Subscribe to it. It's well worth the monthly fee, not to watch the dumb commercials about uh you know everyone having all sorts of disorders and everything. like you see on Fox News, we have a constitutional crisis. Strike that. We're beyond the constitutional crisis. We have a civilization crisis now. We have an agenda that is very powerful that is engaging in Um, de-civilization. Culture Marxism, at its heart, uh, Karl Marx wrote in the Communist Manifesto, abolish the family. And, And that's what this homosexual agenda, the transgender agenda is, it, it it's deracinating, uprooting any ties of biological progression. You know, between a human being, a, a, a descendant. You know, and that's what property rights, um, inheritance, inheriting values, inheriting traditions. If everyone is just, you know, you're not related to him. You're not married. You're not a man. You're a woman. You could all be a bunch of robotic pawns. In the ultimate status central planning. You know, that that that's why in order to get economic Marxism, you need cultural Marxism to destroy the family. And this is what some of our Capital L libertarian friends don't understand. They think you can have a free market society with, you know, and just give in to the cultural Marxism. And you think, all right, we'll we'll throw those issues overboard, we'll give in to them, but then we'll fight for economic liberty. No 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 no. As we see we are losing as as John Witherspoon always warned, you know, the war on religious liberty is gonna and, and, and civil liberty goes hand in hand. So this is what we have here. We have a trans ideological Republican Party, we have a transgendered Republican Party. Um, you know, what what's the solution? So I wanna give a piece of good news that that happened on Thursday, where conservatives did fight back. So again, They passed this transgendered amendment, so it becomes attached to the underlying energy appropriation bill. You know what conservatives did? We said, vote down the underlying bill. Let it burn. Let it burn. So even though it was the Republican appropriation bill and the Democrats voted against it for their own reasons, even though it spent $2.8 billion more than the Pelosi-era levels of spending for the Department of Education, which shouldn't, by the way, shouldn't exist at all, Evidently for Democrats, it didn't spend enough money. So they voted against it. So it took just about, you know, 40, 50 Republicans to vote it down. 130 Republicans said no. We do not stand for transgenderism. We are not going to allow a bill that has this in it, even though it's extraneous. We're not going to allow it to pass on our watch. What we need is moral clarity. And I want to extrapolate this to the electoral sphere. The lesser of two evils is what has gotten us here oh, I'm going to pass a worse bill because the Democrats will pass something even worse. Let's pass the Republican bill. No, and we stopped it. This is a specific case, but in general, I think, don't you agree with me, Joe, that at some point we need to do this electorally and say, you know, people like Richard Byrne, Tom Tillis, the Republican senators in in Tennessee, in, in North Carolina that are siding against their own state, their own party that's actually standing up to Obama's transgender agenda, and they're siding with the L G Q C T V W X Y and Z agenda. Um, you know, don't you think we should just say screw him? Burr's up for election. Let him go down. Let him go down. What what, what are we gonna get already? I wanna I wanna use Steve Dace, our contribute one of our contrib- top contributors here at Conservative Review. You all know him. Um, his analogy to Dunkirk. We cannot win this. It's not worth trying to win this election. We need to think long long past this election. We need to work on long-term reforms. We need to work on electing better state legislatures. We need to work on changing primaries to state conventions. We need men on the field. We need We need guys that will actually catch the ball, that will run the ball. I have a lot of good proposals that I put forth in stolen sovereignty. You could order it online. It's going to come back God willing come out God willing July 19th. Um but we can't get our men on the field if we don't change election law. If we don't look systemically. Let the Democrats win. Let Hillary win. Oh my gosh, it's going to be terrible. It's been terrible the last generation. I mean, what are you going to do? Go from transgender to transhuman, trans species? I mean, let it happen. You know, but what, what, you, what we need to do is, like the Allies worked in England, they evacuated their army, their small ragtag beaten forces, and they built up the most amazing invasion force in the history of, 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 of the world to invade Europe and take, take back a continent. That's what we need to do. We need to weed out those that are turning their guns, those that wear our jerseys, but spit on our values. It's better to have everyone who wears our jersey Stand for what we believe in, so the people see that, and we change election laws. I promise you, I know I promised this week I didn't get to it next week, I will get out my piece, the blueprint, the rationale the the intellectual and moral case for changing primaries back. To what they were pre progressive era 100 years ago, state conventions, representative process. That is the way within one election cycle, we could get enough, a critical mass of our guys on the field to either take over the Republican Party or start a third party to actually start fighting for our causes. What we have is a trans ideological party. And the problem is, you know, Joe, uh, you and I are. Already kind of past uh, the dating stage long past that we're married happily thank god three kids but you know um you know usually i would imagine if you date a girl who's really a dude you'd you'd be able to see that pretty pretty easily the problem when with republican voters is you can't really vet out trans ideology these guys put up a million dollars worth of ads saying what a could you know what joe i i, I want to before i forget i didn't write this in our post i think it's important one of the 43 Republicans who voted for this transgender edict was Congressman Todd Young from Indiana. Why is that significant? This is a man who was just elevated to a Senate seat in Indiana on the very night that Donald Trump won Indiana and Ted Cruz was forced to drop out. Man, viva the revolution, some outsider's revolution. He won over a conservative challenger in open seat he he because he had all the money name ID media support party support elite support special interest rig system to go and run he didn't say man lgbt agenda all the way no he ran saying he's going to stop obama's agenda you can't vet out a trans ideological republican in a primary that's why we need the activists to decide in representative conventions joe am i wrong do, do you do you see a path to winning you know primaries with the current paradigm
0: No, that's why I was saying earlier with your analogy, there's just there's there's so much to say about this and we're running out of time. But people at this point who and and I used to be one of them who say, but we need to have our our, you know, pick your poison. Our poison is is more subtle than their poison, meaning Republican versus Democrat. And and like we've said, I, I don't know what would be different if the democrats were in there there is is one thing you you you
1: you 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 really said something very important subtlety i'd rather if if they're gonna burn down the our manor house on our farm while our all our guys in the conservative movement are 20 acres back building a shed and not caring about it um i would rather the fire department know about it i'd rather the people see it This is the problem. We're trying to fall on our swords with the Republican Party. Well, let's stop this thing and stop this bad thing. And it doesn't matter anyway at some point. At some point, we are so bad off, it's better to get slightly worse and be more self-evident and have all the culpability on the Democrats. And we can come back within one election cycle, just like 2010 and 2018, except this time it won't be every Republican's a Tea Party guy. We'll actually have good guys on the field subtlety is everything
0: it completely is and and i agree with you on that i mean at this point it's hard to think that there's another way to go about it it's hard to think that somehow after two years of whether you know if it's trump or 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 hillary that trump and this current way of gop operating is somehow going to you know pick the, the economy back up and, and change society and get everyone to go, oh, Republicans really are the ones to take us back to an exceptional America. It's not going to happen. Not with these guys and, and women and, and not with the way that things are exactly.
1: going. exactly We've got to look systemically. The definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. We, we keep coming back to this every election cycle. At some point, we need to realize it is terminally ill. And and you know whether you try to vote for a Republican or not, this fall you gotta work long term. Please tweet me at arm with your ideas. Also, if you're from a conservative state where you could help out pushing your state legislatures to change to representative conventions, tweet me arm conservative. Send me a message. Let's work on that. A Couple other you know housekeeping things. Check out my post on Jaron Jackson, West Point graduate friend of mine, combat veteran from Afghanistan who left the army because he was sick of the social engineering and egregious rules of engagement. He is challenging Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen, number one, another one of these fraudulent Republicans near Tulsa, Oklahoma District, Oklahoma District 2. Check that out. Jaron Jackson, really good guy to to look into. Um, and, and, you know, which reminds me with veterans, you know, we're going to have some great content coming up this Memorial Day weekend. Um, about, about our military and national defense. You know. God bless all you who have served, who are currently serving, especially when it's so hard politically with the social engineering, uh, getting sent into these hell holes with one hand tied behind your back with no clear mission. This is what we need to fight for. This is another big issue to, to restore the military to its glory. Um, you, know, you, you think of all those who, who laid it on the line in Omaha Beach – I, I always go back to that that just has really you know it's inspired me my whole life. Um, those that just ran into the German machine gun fire with all the intelligence mistakes that were made and and they got through it. Um, that indeed was not the transgender uh, generation. That was the greatest generation. and how how low we have fallen, you know, just over the last seventy five years or so. But you know it, it's not everyone, and there are some people still doing that. Some of the people that fought in Fallujah fought in some of the provinces in Afghanistan have gone through the same stuff and and we salute you um, You know, thanks for having our back we're going to try to have your back politically because we want a country that's still worth fighting for while you go off overseas for 6-12 months at a time um, to, to fight the enemy, leave your families so we salute your service happy Memorial Day everyone we'll be back, regular scheduled program next week, God bless you all thank you for listening This is The Conservative Conscience.